better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Kyle would like for me to uh, force no. us to redo the intro. No, uh, no, no, welcome. no. Hi. No, no. Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs sent you. But you yeah. have to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box. But you could put in parentheses Joe and Kyle. They'll know. They'll know who it is. <laughs> Will they? Okay. No, they won't, but that's okay. Put Locked On. We want credit for, for sending <laughs> you and for them to renew their sponsorship of the podcast. Thank you, rockauto.com. Cheers. Uh, yeah, so back in the saddle. We obviously did something we don't do very often on this show is we took the day off on Monday and um, we made the most of the stream on, on Thursday night. And you guys heard that on uh, Friday for the show. So if you don't regularly listen to the streams, highly recommend. Uh, but Joe, let me ask you a question. Did you take off all of your duties for the fourth on Monday? Yes. Likewise. I feel very rejuvenated. Yeah, you know, I, do that, too. That, I do. It's crazy how that extra day every so often is just yeah. like I got a little extra lead in my pencil. You know, I'm ready yeah. to go. Can we talk about your fail from the weekend? My fail. I was like, my fail. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we can do. Fill this. the beans, That's brother. Fine. That's fine. So they uh, set up the uh, the grill for a very robust meal for the Fourth of July on Sunday. And 10 minutes in, ran out of gas on the grill. And I don't have a backup tank, so <laughs> we, <laughs> trans- we transferred it all to the oven. Oh, we no. We put it all in the oven, and then we got a pan, and we seared the outside when it was done cooking. And you know what? You never would have you would have known because it didn't have the, the grill lines on it, but yeah. you never would have known that I had to change my preparations 10 minutes in. I felt it hard because that's happened to me in the past and I vowed to let it never happen again, right? There's no there's no failures, there's just lessons learned. And so this is what did I do? consecutive year this has happened to me. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I had a big big crew over on Sunday. You know what I did on Saturday morning? I went and got my backup tank refilled. And so, you know, I, I felt that I felt that from seven hundred miles away. Well you you text me and said, I know Kyle Krabs had a backup tank. <laughs> I said, backup tank? No. Kyle, <laughs> These Kyle things Krabs are expensive. Said, right. I got one tank and that's it. Yep. Well, if you don't have one, if you only have one, then you don't have two, you know? It's like the reverse of quarterbacks. The oven uses gas, so yeah. all right. it, was all, it was all good. It was delicious, nonetheless. What are we doing, Kyle? So we are continuing what we did on Thursday. We're looking at the NFL draft for 2022 eligible prospects from a bird's eye view. So we're looking big picture. We're not doing deep dive on players, but we're talking about the dynamics of the position groups as we currently perceive them. Joe, we are finished with the initial wave with the teeny and scouting department. We've got some players to add on as we continue to talk to some folks and get some Intel as far as who's highly coveted. Uh, But by and large, uh, the preliminary process for us as far as doing write-ups for the summer and setting expectations, that is all done. We're going to do some cross-checks for the top of the class so we can speak intelligently on the players at the top of the class. Uh, 
but that gives us a great opportunity to kind of look at how TDN has scored these position groups and kind of anticipate what these individual position groups are going to look like uh, based on what our impressions are right here and now. Yeah, just like we did for offense, we shall do it for defense today, starting with edge. The edge group. So uh, we've done 40 edge rushers. Apparently our group likes edge rushers quite a bit. Uh, But I think what's most notable to me is there's only one player here with a UDFA grade. Everybody else is draftable. So a lot of really good talent. Um, Interested to see how we come away with cross checks with some of the guys at the top. I'm looking forward, Joe, for you to watch George Karlaftis from Purdue. I'm interested in watching Adam Anderson from Georgia. I think our group might be split a little bit on how we covet some of these players, but a lot of names here. I think it's the first thing to take away is this looks like it's a deep pass rush group. It does, and it feels a lot like last year's where, you know, we've got two talent. Yeah, well, we got Thibodeau this year, right? Who's who feels like he has the the makings of a of a top ten, top five caliber prospect, but it feels really rich on day two. I remember last year we wound up having like like eighteen edge defenders in our top one hundred, but very few with a consensus first round grade. But like you have sixteen that are pretty closely stacked, and early on this looks like that, but. Just like we kind of had that this conversation for the offense, I think about it with the defense, and, and I laser on the guys that I know in my regions, and I think about Kingsley and, and Igbari from South Carolina and Allie Gay from LSU, and you know even Maji Sanders from Cincinnati. Those are guys that I feel like have upward mobility, and so we don't have them as first-round guys right now, but if they go out and deliver, there's no doubt in my mind they have the, the ability to get there. Um, and so that's that's kind of the way you should feel, I think, at this point, right? You got to earn a first-round grade. We don't just hand them out, right? It's not like you start as a first-round grade and work your way back. It's it's kind of the other way around where right. you need to you, you can't create a prospect. But a lot of these guys have a lot of skill, and I know you have some guys that you've watched. I mean, the Coastal Carolina guy, Jeffrey you, Gunter, baby, yeah, you're pretty high on him. So Boye Mafe well. from Minnesota. I yeah, got a lot some of tools there. Big, dense, long. Uh, edge defenders in this year's group uh, that have a lot of potential, really powerful players. So that's been the big thing for me. That doesn't even get into uh, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Um, I have not had a chance to watch guys like Drake Jackson from USC yet. I've seen enough of Brenton Cox from Florida to know that I'm fascinated with him as a player. Uh, There's going to be a lot of guys here, I think, who have a lot of potential to move up and down the board according to their play. And and as you said, Joe, it's just going to be a matter of who makes the statement this year and help sort themselves out in a crowded group. But there's going to be no shortage of options. And as somebody who is a sucker for studying pass rushers, I cannot wait. And there's a name that we're going to talk about in the next group who I think has the potential to play on the edge as well because he played a good amount of edge uh, at Texas A&M last year who is one of the more intriguing studies that I can remember on the defensive line in the last couple of years combined. little tease. So, shall we? I mean, last year we didn't have any first-round grades on interior defensive linemen. Let's see how this year stacks up. And Kyle has sorted the board. And Oh, my goodness, this group. <laughs> and 
And I don't know that anyone would appreciate what we just saw because you're not looking at our board and the colors that represent things. But that was one of the most weird sorts I've ever seen. Right, like it's very depressing. There's a lot of red and gray and black on here, which yeah, is day three grades. No, there's not a whole lot of. There's no green. There's no green at all, um, and not a whole lot of yellow either. Yeah, which what is happening? So it's blue is first round, green is second round, yellow is third round. We got blue, yellow, yellow, orange, reds, reds, yeah. grays, and blacks. They're all oh playing offensive line gracious. now, Kyle. Is <laughs> did 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 the imbalance? What is switch? happening here? We ha- we didn't have any good offensive linemen for years, and now the interior guys are just nowhere to be found. Well, I mean, let's be fair a little bit. I think some of these guys can play their way up. Uh, so some of the names at the top of the list: Demarvin Leal from Texas A and M, who you kind of get like not as far as the troubles off the field, but just from like an athlete perspective and build perspective, there's some Robert Kim there. Oh uh, yeah. He, I watched him yesterday. He's really, really interesting. And they played him on the edge quite a bit. He looks like he's 270, but he's 292. So he carries his weight extremely well. I don't know if you remember from the Alabama A&M game, but he's the guy that had the interception on the tipped pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Najee Harris ended up running him down from behind, but nevertheless, like, dude was two six or two ninety, running like he was two thirty. So, really good athlete. Uh, Jordan Davis, who surprised with his decision to go back from Georgia. Tyler Davis from Clemson. Perion Winfrey from Oklahoma. Haskell Garrett from Ohio State. Uh, Jared Harrison Hunt from Miami. Robert Cooper, Florida State. So. Joe, a lot of a lot of guys that you've had a chance to get eyes on here as kind of guys coming up through the middle of the pack, and obviously Brentley wrote up Tyler Davis, and I'm not sure if you can kind of reaffirm how Brentley had him scored or not, but uh, guys with some potential, but not a lot of guys right now that have complete resumes that you would take serious as potential top 50, top 75 picks. Right, and even the last couple guys that you mentioned were guys we had scored in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Just working through the top of the class. So um, just to keep that in mind as we work through this, Tyler Davis, you mentioned from Clemson, if he can refine his form from two years ago, sure. And he's on a stacked defensive line where a lot of their guys are not eligible. Miles Murphy and then I always forget his name, the defensive tackle that was like the number one uh, prospect. He's he's a stud already. He's a free, he's a, He'll be a true sophomore this year. So Davis playing alongside these guys, is going to have a nice opportunity to to refine himself a little bit. But um, a lot of guys that you kind of get to, like a Corey Durden, like a Robert Cooper, more niche-type players, not a lot of versatility. They do a single thing. They do it pretty well. But, man, that what was that year? Was it 8-19 where we had you know Simmons and Dexter Lawrence and Christian Wilkins and Ed Oliver and Quentin Williams? Man, that's feeling like an eternity ago. Yeah, well, they come in bunches, it feels like, and this is no exception. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So let's take a gander at these linebackers. Oh, uh, what a goose I am. I didn't resuit it, resort the list. I apologize. There we go. Uh, we got uh, 30 linebackers evaluated from our group thus far. And this color distribution. I'm very encouraged by yes. it's a lot more normal. Uh, there's some green, some yellow, some orange, all in even distributed amounts. So uh, a lot of potential with the top two, uh, which is Christian Harris from Alabama and Brandon Smith uh, from Penn state, who could be an Isaiah Simmons type. I'm not going to say he's Isaiah Simmons, but he could be an Isaiah Simmons type with his athleticism and size. And you get uh, Henry Toto, who transferred from Tennessee. Sorry, you lost out on him in the, uh, yeah, the regional I've seen him stuff. a lot. He's a good player. <laughs> Good Merlin Merlin Robinson from Arizona State, Devin Lloyd from Utah, Mike Jones Jr. Uh, from LSU. He transferred over, I'm correct? So, yeah, yeah, I'm yep. excited for him. Uh, Nicobe Dean from Georgia, Mike Rose, Iowa State, Amari Gaynor, Florida State, Leo Chanel, uh, Wisconsin, Micah McFadden, Indiana. Uh, those are all guys that we have right now, fourth round or better. Uh, so a pretty good distribution there uh, of guys and then some likable guys later as well yeah I, I don't disagree with, with what you said there like the players I like continue beyond that they just something to prove this year um, but man you mentioned Henry uh, Toa Toa from now Alabama I, I've seen enough Tennessee defense to know man he's a fun player he he's he's everywhere he's all over the place he's gonna fit in well no 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 He's going to fit, no, no, fit, fit no, in no, well no, there with Alabama. No, 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 Him and Christian no, no, Harris. No, 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 and then no, you've no, talked no, about no, Brandon Smith. You know, you went on to the, the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast and pounded the table for old Brandon Smith. And so you found some support on that take recently as well. So that, Oh, I did? Uh, I didn't see that. Uh, just, you know, different sources, right, have have affirmed that there's something there oh. to, to be interested in. So Yes, I, I know what you're referring to now. Yeah. Yes, there's at least one positive reinforcement that Brandon Smith is a very well-regarded prospect at this point in in, in the process. I Can I get a wee-woo for both you guys real quick? Wee-woo. This is, this is wee-woo worthy. Wee-woo. Uh, Chris, oh. Chris, hello. How are you? Uh, so, so... So I'm sitting out on the back deck right now. We're recording the show. And uh, my wife is upstairs giving our daughter a bath. And I just received this photograph. Oh, we got a mohawk. Look at that. Chris, Big fan look of the mohawk. That. Big look fan. at that. That's adorable. Abs- I, I, my heart melted. I could not say anything. So let's please get back to our regularly scheduled programming. But uh, proud dad moment here. The kid's got a mohawk. My heart melts when I watch Amari Gaynor play football. Wow, uh, what yeah. a what a segue! It was beautiful. You know, look, I, I you know I was hot on him last year, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was hot on a lot of Florida State players on uh, defense last year. And I will say that from a talent perspective, they had a lot of talented players, just did not come together. Uh, but Amari Gaynor was good again this past year, and he's long and he's athletic and he's you know he just looks like. He's a modern day linebacker and the way he can do a lot of different things. And he's so explosive and loose. Like I think he's got a lot of potential to fly up. So if you're talking like a guy that we're somewhat lukewarm on when it comes to grade, but 
man, if he stacks together a nice year with his physical ability, <laughs> I'm going to be pounding for the table and him for him on day two for sure. And, and listen, there's two guys that I gave fourth round grades to Leo Chanel from Wisconsin. Uh, I said this on the scouting meme, but you watch him play it reminds me a little bit of Brian Cushing as far as like the attitude and the physicality that he plays with. And obviously different era. Brian Cushing went very early in the draft. I think Chanel as of right now is probably a little limited as far as what he can do on third downs. Joe, Micah McFadden last year, I believe I saw the number that he blitzed on 40% of his snaps last year. Just like an un godly amount of pressure opportunities for him and he's been really productive in opposing backfield so um he's fairly fluid he's like 235 pounds uh if he can get a little bit more juice in like the coverage side of things to complement what he can do as a pressure player uh he's another guy that that i could really see helping his case so that's just two guys for me that i did not give top 100 grades to right now brandon smith was the only linebacker uh, that got better than a fourth round grade for me and what i watched and chanel and mcfadden were the only two that got better than a six in the big 10 so um there's some potential with that duo but as you said as of right now there those are players who have something to prove to go into 2021 let me put this out there, and I'll be interested in getting some feedback on this because there's a player that I've seen people really like, you know, just some early rankings that I've saw, and that's linebacker Peyton Wilson from North Carolina State. And he's a player that I just didn't see it with. You know, I didn't score him very highly. I watched him a lot, and I did not love what I saw. So if anyone out here has seen Peyton Wilson – Linebacker North Carolina State and wants to chat him up with me. Let me know because I'm not I'm not feeling it with him right now. Not not only the highest graded linebacker in the state, according to Joe Marino. Oh, for sure. I like Gemmo Gemmo from North Carolina. I like a lot more. So yeah, that's a good take. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar you'll ever eat. They're all delicious. They're all covered 100% chocolate. There's so many different flavors. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but they are good for you. Built Bar is great for anyone who is health conscious, whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat. You got to try Built Bars. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone on the keto diet. I've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Cal, this cornerback class. On top of my game, I resorted the chart while you were telling everybody about our friends at Bill Bar and rockauto.com. This cornerback class is 
money. Loaded. Oh, okay. I was going to say loaded. Okay. Regardless, well, it's stacked. You went you went full Dwayne Johnson there with the way you were preparing. I saw that. No, I'm smell, not, smell I'm not doing this again. I'm I not felt doing this again. I was again, more Joe. Alex Rodriguez. Nope. You were more Dwayne yeah, Johnson with, with So <laughs> we we have 10 corners with first or second round grades right now. That's good. <laughs> and then you extend that to guys who we see like third round and fringe third round. You got 18. Yes. Holy Praise be to God. Cow. Coverage over pass rush, my friends. Good year for it. The Jets, this is the Jets had this in mind the whole time. Yeah, this was the scheme. This they got was two first rounders again next year. They do. Yes, sir. Okay. So they Chris have Seattle's on their own. Okay. Okay. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. Okay. Chris, Chris, how much are you enjoying the um Jamal Adams contract standoff in Seattle? I'm enjoying it a lot. He's got a big old smile it's a on good his time. face. You can't see it, but you could probably hear it. It's a good time. All right. So these corners, man. Uh, like, nah, I, I'm out. I've already I've already like swooned over Andrew Bruth and Derek Singley on this podcast. Um I mean, we've got Kyrie Elam from Florida, highly rated. Trent McDuffie from Washington's very high. Sauce Gardner. From Cincinnati. I mean, if your name is Sauce, well, I know is a mod, but come on, like he's known as Sauce Gardner. That's uh, that's gives you like that's that starts you at a third round grade. And if yeah, you have well, any talent, you just go up from there. You got guys named Sauce and Seven, yeah, in the second round bucket. I mean, there's there's a ton of name swag. Is that what is what do you refer that to when they got like badass names? I think it's, it's not swag. swag. Oh, it is now, uh, but but that's probably not what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> You have a cool um, name. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this and you know this is a good class. When we we talked on Thursday, Joe, about how tough of a grader Dre Harris is. Yeah, Dre's got three guys with first or second round grades out of this group. Yeah, that's how you know this is a really good group of corners. Uh, so just to, to finish, you you finished at Sauce Gardner. I think was the last name you mentioned, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even uh, get through the second round grade. It's not even close. Right. So, so Darion Kendrick, who transferred from Clemson to Georgia, seven banks at Ohio State, Isaac Taylor Stewart from USC, Mikhail Wright from Oregon, a Caleb Evans transferred from Tulsa to Missouri. Uh, then the, you got guys that we currently value in approximately uh, the third round, back half of day two, Josh Job, Taiwan Mullen, Job from Alabama, Mullen from Indiana, uh, from Indiana, Jermaine Waller from Virginia Tech to Jordan Strong from Coastal Carolina, Juco kid Joey Porter Jr. Yes, that Joey Porter from Penn State, who might be the longest corner I've ever set eyes on in my life. Uh, Noah Daniels from TCU, Storm Duck, another badass first name. Yep. Steven Gilmore, the younger brother of Stefan. Yeah, so (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of lineage here in this corner group. And those are those are just the guys that we have as perceived potential day one or day two prospects as of right now. Ooh-wee. Uh So what's Gilmore is not as big as his brother, though. That's like the thing on him. Yeah, no, I think he's probably he's like five, one Oh two, one seventy five. But you, you watch him play and it takes you about five reps to figure out that his brother is a high level NFL corner because the technique with him, like, the footwork, the patience, it's yeah. all really good. 
Like he trusts himself in off coverage. He's not opening the gate or stepping out of there prematurely. He's patient. He's not wasting steps. So that way when you get quick game or teams trying to take free access off of him, bang, his foot's in the ground and he tacks and he goes. Uh, day three guy that I think has a chance to rise from my region is Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. Uh, transferred from Georgia, where he was like a slot player. It's hybrid slot player that did a lot of different things. And I think for Miami, he's going to play outside. And he's like six foot two ten, so you kind of expect him to be an outside yeah. corner. And yeah. he's super physical, but like really loose and fluid. And I liked his coverage, like anticipation and just general spatial awareness and physical, like super physical. So in a Manny Diaz defense, I think man, he's gonna. He's got a real chance to climb, so that that's not even a guy we mentioned, but I think he's got a chance to be a day-two guy. We also didn't mention DeJon Warren from Jackson State, uh, who Jordan did, but what was notable about DeJon Warren was he had offers from, like, who's who of college football, but opted to go to Jackson State so he could be coached by Deion Sanders. So, like, that's really cool to see – that's why Jackson State makes that higher, right? Of yeah. Dion. And, you know, we kind of joked about it at the time. And when it was rumored what his coaching staff was going to look like, it's like, these guys are just going to be party. It's a reunion. All these four, like 80s college stars. But, like, Dion, actually, this is a really good illustration of, of why a hire like that can bring some energy to a program who's off the beaten path. What do you think Dion's end game is? Like, is this what he wants to do? Do you think he's going to get a chance to level up? I mean, I'll be really fascinated to see how long he stays there. If they can opt to have success, and you have to figure at Jackson State, you start pulling guys that had offers from like Bama. <laughs> yeah, like you're you're going to win some football games. So then it's yeah. like, and Won't and that's where fight. right. Well. But that's the difference when, like, remember when Herm Edwards got hired, forks up, Chris, and uh, everybody was like, they hired Herm, but then Herm shows up at Arizona State, and he brings, like, Antonio Pierce with him, and he he brings all this accomplished NFL talent to be assisting coaches, and they've recruited well, and now they're in a little <laughs> bit of hot water. because they recruited really well, Kyle. I'm glad you brought that up, my guy. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't say they recruited legally. I just said they recruited well. Um, <laughs> but th- this is the difference. Like, Herm did that in the Pac-12, but you still got to worry about Oregon. You still got to worry about USC and Utah and Washington. Those programs aren't there for Jackson State. So, like, if you start to, you know, and it, it won't be to the same umpteenth degree of talent influx that Arizona state had, but like Dion's probably going to win a lot of games. And now it's just a question of, like you said, Joe, what's his end game? I don't know what it is, but yeah. I'm fascinated to watch it. Yeah. I think we all are for sure. Uh, fascinating cornerback class loaded. Good year to need one or two. These guys or are going to go high. They're 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 good. It's a we good did. Group. We did 42. And we had three guys out of 42 that we gave UDFA grades to. That's dumb. It's absolutely mm-hmm. silly. Let me get rid of corners here, Joe. We'll look at safeties. Safeties. This is, this is another good group. Yeah, where's the first Marino here? Oh, boy. Okay, yeah, not uh, for me, but for y'all, you guys did good on safeties. Listen, leave Bubba <laughs> Bowen alone, okay? I Just like he does ball carriers. So, oh. Just stop it. If he gets his tackling under control, he's going to be a good player. I think he's fool's gold. I'll be a fool. Uh, so 
here's an interesting thought for you. Uh, the top three names that we have are all guys that are in my region, but Brentley stole Kyle Hamilton's write-up, so I yeah, didn't get a chance to do it. the first one. Came in and sniped them right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, we're like, yeah, Brentley, welcome to the summer process since you were uh, hired to start the season last year uh, as a member of the team. So we're going to have you, you know, come in and, and kind of rotate through everybody's region and say, great, I'll take Kyle Hamilton, I said. Damn. Yeah, you pick one from my bucket first. <laughs> he said, no problem. Kyle yeah, I'll take the best player you have. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> so, so the top three names that we have, Kyle Hamilton, Brandon Joseph, Daxton Hill. Hamilton's from Notre Dame. He was a stud from the moment he showed up on the roster. Uh, then you have Brandon Joseph, who was a redshirt freshman last year from Northwestern. He was as good at safety as what Greg Newsom was at corner last year. Like he, he was that good. His coverage numbers are astronomically good last year. He allowed two more completions than he had interceptions last season on 24 targets in nine games. Just for a little bit of context, eight completions, six picks on the year on 24 targets. Daxon Hill is a plus, 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 plus athlete, uh, like confirmed 4-3 flat for Daxton mm. Hill. So he's a burner at University of Michigan. Real excited to see what he does this year. Uh, versati- versatility is the name of the game for all three of those guys. Uh, so we feel good about a couple of these guys being first rounders. You like the versatility of, of Hill, like you mentioned. Is there guys that you've seen that kind of like we've been through th- with other positions that have a chance to really climb and make a make a case for being higher than where we have them now? Yeah, I liked uh, I liked a good bit of what I saw from Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. Uh, I like I liked Reed Blankenship coming into last year, a very productive player. Uh, he had, he's got some medical stuff that he'll need to clear through the pre-draft process, but as a small school guy, very productive player, he's played a lot of quality competition over the course of his time at middle Tennessee state and been really good in those instances. Uh, his ball productions died off a little bit. I think he can really help himself if he finds the football a little bit more. Uh, and then I would also call out Josh Proctor from Ohio state who, uh, has some range and, and, Right now, you feel really good about him as a third safety slash special teams guy, uh, but I'm looking for a leap from him this year that could potentially push him into a top 100 conversation. I'm looking for any safety in my region to to emerge, and obviously I'm very um, – I wouldn't even say I'm lukewarm. I'm lukewarm on Bubba Bolden. Oh, my God. I, I found the next one down the list here for you. You Brother, I'm telling yikes. you, man. Me and safeties, we didn't really have a thing going this summer. I, I can see that. I'm That's anxious a shame. for some cross checks and uh, to, to see some of y'all's guys and <laughs> feel a little bit better. We do have Apollo Malu in this. Um, yes, this safety uh, class, which we have to mention. Uh, I think he's the uncle, or that well, he'd be the nephew. Troy yeah. is his uncle. Do you remember when we had that terrible um, Troy Palomalu moment where we were talking about? Oh, it was like the best player Jersey to wear numbers. each number. Yeah. And we're like, who the hell's worn 43? That's a yeah. trash never number. been a good 43 in the NFL ever. One of and the then, first episodes I produced, I think, was that one. And you really? didn't step up to help us, though. Really? Nope. Wow, you just nope. fell on that sword. This is your fault. Yeah, we're, oh, we're, we're, we're no longer claiming responsibility for it. It's Chris's yeah. fault. Yeah. Chris should have had our back here. Yeah. Uh, so, some other as, names that... 
As if there so, aren't any other times that I could pull up that I've saved you guys and have had your guys' back. You're right. Well, this I can tell you one. last what's week this? there was an opportunity that you didn't save me. You didn't. You didn't do what's what's this what's this you guys stuff? Are you saving Joe? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's fair. It's mainly Joe who I have to say. Wait, Chris is only here for me? Wait. <laughs> some other some other names <laughs> that we do have highly coveted and graded as players. Uh Jordan Battle from Alabama. Tyke Smith from Georgia, Jalen Catalan from Arkansas. It's fun to see some different schools up here and represented. So uh, Jordan also mentioned uh, Marquise Bell, who's at Florida A&M, was suspended at Maryland for code of conduct violation, withdrew from the school in 2017, kind of bounced around. Marquise Bell, Jordan said, very talented player, physically speaking. Uh, Didn't he kind of put him on that same – Range is like the chins and the mm-hmm. um, blanket on the kid who went to New England. Duggar, Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar, thank you. Great first name. Um, he put him on that stratosphere as far as like his athleticism at a small time program. So um, interesting names to watch here in the safety group as well. So uh, pretty much the takeaway is we hope you don't need interior defensive linemen. But everything else looks pretty solid. At the very least, it's evenly distributed, and there's a number of of position groups uh, that are just stacked. So life is good if you need defensive help in 2022. Yep, for sure. And then, again, like we mentioned with the offense, there are players that are not on our radar right now that will emerge, that will be day two picks, that will be first-round picks. And so I feel good about this class in a lot of ways. Provided that happens, right? We're going to need some of that at some of these position groups, which will inevitably happen. But I think the depth of this class and where it is in the middle in particular, uh, right now I feel good about it. At the top, eh, but the rest looks good. So let me ask you this is my parting question. The three position groups you feel the least good about are blank, blank, and blank. The least good about? um, Interior defensive line. Yeah, interior defensive line. Running back, I just feel like we're missing star power this year at running mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. As of right now, yep. yeah. And I think there's a reasonable case to be made for quarterback. Yeah, it feels so weird. Yeah, I think I think you're right about quarterback because the range of possibilities is so vast. And like we've mentioned, for all like, of I don't, them, this could be like tw- was it 2013, 2014. In there, when you had this 2013, you had yeah. this list of like a million guys, and you're like, okay, I'm going to watch all these quarterbacks, and they never prove that they're first round picks. So, like, there's a possibility that happening, but there's also a possibility that several of them elevate Make their game. Jump. Yeah, yeah. So, just uh, a lot, lot of questions, a lot of yeah. questions in that group. Yeah. That's all. So, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this bird's eye view. Uh, snapshot and picture of the 2022 NFL draft as we have finished our preliminary summer regional scouting, now getting into some cross checks at the top of the board over the next couple of weeks at TDN so that we can all drop like top 50 big boards and drop mock drafts and feel really good about what players as we project them right now are fitting with what teams and so on and so forth. So lots to look forward to. It's a labor of love. We do it gladly. We love this process. Bunch of grinders, Um, so we hope you guys enjoyed the snapshot we grind so that we can give you, uh, the early sneak preview, the up to date 
week in and week out, and then the uh, best perspective we possibly can at the end of the road, which will be next year in April. So Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, thanks as always for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.